With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.52 Central Daylight Time. You digital audio devices tuned to the Orange and True Podcast, harbored by College and Magnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I'm Drew Croston at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me is the rumor monger Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for sending us show notes just before the show. Oh, come on. That was like 5 o'clock today. Well, I didn't. Give me some credit. You did, I didn't check it. To the other side of me, <laughs> via the magic of the internet, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, a man who wants a new Ford Bronco in white at AU Jeep. Dang old Wednesday. <laughs> it is a dang old Wednesday. <laughs> On today's show, we talk TBT. Throwback Thursday, a.k.a. the basketball tournament. We talk 4th of July <laughs> traditions. We talk Cam Newton going to the Pats. And we talk this week in 2010. No, I don't know. I was trying something Is that there a 2010 noise? No, I was, I was trying to do a uh, um, patriotic uh, uh, <laughs> pipe. Sure, a fife and drum. Fife and, and, and drum. Uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. It's 4th of July. Chief, what does your family do when George Washington visits your family on the evening of the 4th of July? Well, um, my my mom's side of the family uh, has what is now known as Riverfest because my cousin married a Jehovah's Witness and they can't celebrate any uh, holidays. Sure. So I don't I don't ever get to see him anymore. So for any of us one. to be so for any of us to uh, be able to see him, they had to start calling our 4th of July uh, celebration Riverfest. So uh, that's what we do. Uh, it's fun. Everyone, it's, it's just like 4th of July. You just call it something different. It's really stupid. Um, but we have, uh, we have a great time. And um, I'm not going this year, though. Uh, they're still doing it. Um, I'm questioning the... Yeah, that, but that's okay. You guys, if, okay. if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going to a, a gathering of any sort for Fourth of July, I would say hold off. It's not going to hurt Thomas Jefferson's feelings one bit no, if you don't get coronavirus. No, if, you're, if, if you're going to the lake with your immediate family, who you're already around anyway, you're just hanging out. That's cool. Go for it. Get on. Get on yeah, the we're boat. Not, we're not saying don't celebrate. No, just we're saying don't go to a gathering of a lot of people you don't know that you don't live with. Right. And if you're going to do that, wear a mask. Right, uh, but yeah, uh, we used to we used to go over to uh, to the river uh, as well with my dad if I was if I was with him on Fourth of July. Um, I have been at the beach, but really, my as with any holiday, my own personal tradition, I just grill a steak, eat some steaks, steak, 
That's what's for dinner. That's a good one, man. This podcast brought to you by steak. <laughs> oh, I did see these awesome tomahawk ribeyes. Go Braves. At, uh, at Publix that I really wanted to buy, but they were $32 a piece for the same Ooh. kind of meat that's like on a regular ribeye. And I, I just paying for the bones. Yeah, but you get that yeah. bone flavor, which is which where it's at. You I like that get, bone flavor. Yeah, if I can you get do it right, you can suck the marrow out of it, which is even better. That, they had T-bones on sale. Ryan, have um, you never had bone marrow? No, I have. Oh my gosh, that's where it's at. You get to go to a restaurant that gives you bone marrow with a little straw. Just laughing God. at the euphemism. last. Man. Sound like some sort of vampire. Sure. That's where all that flavor is. Is that a uh, segue I hear there? <laughs> Rhino, what do you do for the 4th of July? <laughs> so we used to always go to either my dad's parents or my mom's parents growing up, just because that's the thing all the cousins could get together and hang out, play in the pool, um, make ice cream. My grandmother always made homemade ice cream. That was usually the 4th of July thing we look forward to. Uh, not going to be hanging out with grandparents this year just because, you know, Corona, and they're keeping their distance. Um, but we will be going to the pool, so that's nice. it. Grilling up something good, oh. like Chief said. Sit by the pool, get a little sunburn. Yeah. Going, going to the, the pool just up the street from me, or no? I will oh. be at my parents' house. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you a big thanks for the invite. Uh, <laughs> if you were, but I'm sure that pool will be packed out. Oh, it's, yeah. pa- it's packed pretty much every day I drive by. Although it that's does safe. appear to be some sort of enforced. Like every other chair kind of thing. Actually, there, the so. CDC did say public pools are safe because of the chlorine. Yeah, the, the chlorine just, just straight up kills it. Basically, what you should do is walk by a pool and just dunk your hands and face into it every so often. <laughs> no yeah. way you're going to catch the wrong. So why don't we just uh, like take airplanes, fill them up with like pool water, like where your head's at. and just fly them really high <laughs> and crop, crop over dust the sky? It. Sure. Crop dust yeah, everybody. that's that's uh, that's a good idea, right? Speaking of which, sure. there was a study. The government should do. There's a documentary that just came out called uh, "Throw a Billion Dollars Out of a Helicopter," and it's a great documentary unless you're a Texas Rangers fan or a citizen of Arlington, because it basically goes through how the Texas Rangers swindled the city of Arlington into building them a brand new baseball stadium that cost a billion dollars, and they have looks in- like a foreman grill, and they have interviews with like economists and stuff. And the question they ask the economists is always, what would be better for the Arlington economy? Having taxpayers build this $1.1 billion stadium or throwing a billion dollars out of a helicopter above the city of Arlington? And every economist said, oh, the helicopter one. Everything, like, for sure. There's no, there's no real actual benefit to having this stadium. The restaurants that, that, that it builds, all they do is close other restaurants nearby. <laughs> <laughs> There's the city, the Rangers got finessed the city of Arlington into letting the Rangers pay their half of the stadium with the tax money, the sales tax made on the parking, which should normally go to the city of Arlington. Anyway, look. so basically the, the city of Arlington is paying both halves. The joke is on them, the, on the Rangers, though, because that stadium is god-awful. They got it for free. And two billionaires basically got a city to pay for them a new stadium. Did they buy it at Home Depot? It looks like a shed. It looks like a steel shed you bought at Home the Depot. The inside is incredible. Like the inside pictures so, are incredible. But so it, it kind of 
it kind of looks like uh, Everton's new stadium. There was a plan for the city to finance it. Um, I can't imagine it's a, it's a, the city of Liverpool doing that. No, they were on board, but their their terms that basically the club was like, well, we think we can get better terms going elsewhere for the financing because it, it really was their their situation was really actually going to be beneficial for the city because they were going to pay, be paying the city back right. with interest for like 40 years or wow. something like that uh and that's really how it should always yeah be. other countries don't really do the whole publicly financed stadium for yeah. privately owned businesses yeah well yeah, yeah where the the city just pays it and yes. doesn't get anything back but yeah it's really dumb uh, Meanwhile, the city of Dallas paid zero dollars and has the Cowboys and the Rangers still right nearby. We get all the benefit of the Cowboys and the Rangers and have to pay for any of it. You do also in in, in I, well, this may happen other places, but in America, have a situation like uh, Atlanta where Ted Turner built a stadium, uh, maybe partially paid for by the city with some of the funds from the Olympics. Olympic money. That those Olympic money. But then the city never followed through on their promises to uh, revitalize the area around it. <laughs> and so then the team just leaves the city, basically. Wow. So we got my July 4th plan. You know, every, like every, I'm just like a normal American. Every year we, we put our American flag boxer shorts. We hang them up by the fireplace and go to sleep and <laughs> hope that George Washington comes down the chimney and leaves the sparklers and ball rockets in our boxers. No, we don't do anything. We have we I have no traditions. We might watch fireworks if they're out, but like sure. probably grill out, maybe go to a lake, sit in some water somewhere. I don't know. There's not like a I don't have any real memories of a particular 4th of July growing up. I do have yeah. a lot of like I'll, this year I'll probably go on a bike ride with a I'll put like a USA soccer jersey on and go ride my bike. And I'll be like as patriotic as I get. So, maybe when uh, the kids get older, I'll probably start uh, doing fireworks or something. Team uh, USA soccer yeah. should play a friendly on the Fourth of July every single year. It should. It, it should be like that the NBA playing on Christmas. <laughs> well, no, not if you schedule Team USA to lose a home game. You play a home soccer match and you play like Panama e- every year. In- England USA. Play every year. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Grudge match. In Boston. Every year in Boston. <laughs> oh, my USA God. USA versus <laughs> England. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grudge match. Totally happened. The U.S. gets like half of the French national team at halftime. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, so, that's such a good idea. No, no. Where just, did Keelan Mbappe you, come it, from? Oh. It'd, be, it'd be like a, a Jubilee football game. So, or like, uh, so it would just be straight up the French team just comes out at halftime right. and plays. In U.S. <laughs> uniforms. Man, yeah, that, yeah. That's not him. <laughs> That'd be great. And then, for some reason, Americans hold a grudge against France. Well, France should be the country that Americans think of as like the best in Europe. We don't sure. exist without them. There's no country that wants a king less than France. <laughs> like they literally over and over again in their national anthem talk about how if you want to be the king, we'll kill you. This <laughs> this is a country that we should get behind. 
Yeah. You think we hold a grudge uh, because they uh, they tried to copy our whole revolution thing and it sort of went a little sideways along the way? They did it first. Mm, no, theirs was after oh, That's ours. right. Theirs was after ours. But then and it, but they did it. it went, they did it wilder. It went way sideways. <laughs> you know, got a, got a little dictator. Ours was way less metal than the French's revolution. Yeah, yeah. Nobody got their heads chopped off in the middle of town. Mm. Mm. And then tried to invade Russia. And... Yeah. Who's to say who did it better? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cam Newton Speaking is. Speaking about Boston and patri- uh, patriotic. Oh, yeah. oh, man. There's the segue. Come on, Crow. Cam Newton, Boston Patriot. Um, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see. I Because the, there is no possible way. I don't. I have no idea. What kind of offensive line or weapons he has around him? I, I I have this notion that they don't really have any weapons. They have like Julian Edelman, and that's they it. They have worse weapons than the Panthers, if pos- if that's possible. They, they have it, but so they don't have Christian McCaffrey. They've got Edelman, and they've got uh, well, Will Hastings. Will Hastings, oh, guys. Well, there there we go. That's guys. my first hot take. I don't think Will Hastings is making the club. No, no. Okay, <laughs> he might be on the scout team. Um, or he'll get picked up on somebody else's scout team to play the Julian Edelman part. Um, I'd love it if he made the club. I just really don't see a. a he's going to stay uh, on the practice team and be uh, the Patriots' backup quarterback's favorite target. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Guys, uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt that Cam Newton might not be the starting quarterback, though. I don't. Uh, I don't think because the real reason why he's not getting paid any money, comparatively, like he's getting paid more money than I'll ever see in my whole life. But he's not getting paid NFL money because he is he was unable to meet with any teams. No one could do medical yeah. meetings with him. So no one could do a physical. So no has, nobody, including us, has a clue what that shoulder's like. And last season well, when he did play, I, it it wasn't great. I'm more concerned with the 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 foot. Yeah, that Liz Frank sh- injury, which I aka the Lisa Frank injury, which is like a Makes me think of Dolphin. And Frank? No, oh. Lisa Frank, Chief. Do you remember Lisa Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. the I notebooks? Know, There's yeah. no way that Ryan has a clue what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Patriots depth chart right now. Ryan, do you remember um, notebooks full of paper in school? You just have to bring in your notebook? backpack? No, the, the movie? No. Jesus. Lisa Frank <laughs> was a designer of mostly children. I guess adults. She designed children? No, notebooks for kids to take to oh, school, back okay. to school times. And you'd they go. these crazy neon designs. Acid trip designs. <laughs> There's no way that lady was not on LSD. Sure. <laughs> I guarantee she was. <laughs> I also think she made the same design and just changed the colors every year. That's <laughs> quite possible. All right. So, I mean, it, hey, tweet us your favorite, make, tweet us your oh, favorite Lisa There's Frank. There's some other Auburn guys in the Patriots. I'm looking at their depth chart. Tweet us your favorite Lisa Frank images to at College and Mag <laughs> on Twitter. Is, that, is, is uh, uh, Joan, Jonathan Jones still on the Patriots? Uh, let's see. He would be a – yes, he is. There's a – is it a Jonathan Jones? Low-key uh, Byron Coward. One of Auburn's most – Byron Coward is on the Coward. Uh, uh, not an Auburn guy, but Bill Murray's on the team. Bill Murray, they got that going for him, which is nice. <laughs> Fourth string defensive end. So wait, uh, what? Um, played at William and Mary. 
which Auburn players were on the team with Cam at Auburn? Uh, that's a trick question. There are no guys in the NFL that played with Cam at Auburn. <laughs> Wait. Josh Harris. Yeah, is he still playing for the Falcons? Yeah, buddy. He signed a new contract, did he not? I forget Nick. I forgot Nick Bradley's not in the league anymore. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't actually make it that long. Wild. Um, didn't he get two contracts though? I think he got two contracts, which is which I think he's so. set. I think, um, he got his second deal. He's set if he's responsible with his money. Sure. Um, judging from his petty criminal arrest record while in the league, I'm not sure that he is. But we'll, uh, sorry, Nick, if you're listening, you made some bad decisions, buddy. Love you. Well, yeah, we all make bad decisions. Right. Everybody does. We can all grow. Um, I guess uh, D Ford's still in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would have been a freshman in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. In 2010, sorry. Uh, let's see. You can tell which season Ryan thinks is better. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Josh Bynes. The roster in 2013 was world right? better yeah. than the roster in 2010. However, I think I would take 2010 to win by 15. Yeah, yeah, they got Cam. Yeah, they got Cam, Cam against the 13 Auburn defense. Oof. Yeah. Cam Newton was the greatest college football player maybe ever. 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 People forget it. It's sad that it only lasted one season, but it may yeah. also be good that it only lasted one season. Yeah. You, you can argue he doesn't have the best resume all time, but he was the most talented college football player. He's more fun to watch than Tim Tebow, more fun to watch than Johnny Football, more fun to watch than RG3, more fun to watch than whoever your favorite quarterback is. He was just more fun to watch. And I'm not and obviously I think that is an Auburn fan, but he the dude's just a freak. He's a 6-7-250 freak. He was more fun to watch than Nick Marshall. Yep. Sorry, Ryan. Look, no one's arguing against He was more him. fun to watch than Barrett Trotter. He was more fun to to watch then Brandon Cox. Whoa, whoa. But he didn't touch the football in Auburn's last game-winning national championship play. Well, he also played that entire Neil game. Neil Connell did. That's right. My favorite quarterback. Uh, the, the, uh, he played with a hurt back that entire game, right? Isn't that the story? He hurt his back like oh, yeah. in the first quarter when it hit. Hit to the back on a blind on a side, I believe. Yeah. All right. So Nico Thorpe is still in the league. Oh, that's right. Nico Lipscomb. He'll always be Nico Lipscomb to me. That's right. I'm just kidding. Ryan, he changed his name you, because of like he didn't like his uh, his dad or something. He liked his stepfather. His, his, st- his stepfather's name. He liked his stepfather so much to honor his stepfather changed his name, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what do you predict the Patriots do with Cam Newton? Uh, play him at quarterback. No, I think is no. <laughs> Assu- assuming he is NCAA? healthy. Assuming he is healthy. Uh, assuming uh, he can actually throw a football more than fifteen yards, I think he's the starter. Who wins he's more the... games as a starter this season, Cam Newton to a Tiger Viola? Hmm. Cam. Cam. Two is playing for a crap team, right? I was about to say Tua could be awesome, <laughs> but he plays for the Dolphins. The so. Patriots yeah. don't have. A single receiver or a quarter, a so, running back. So this is this is my worry. And Cam There's may a, not have an arm. 
this is my worry. I think there's a reason Tom Brady left. Because he's a thousand. Oh, well, that. I think he could have. If they had players, I think he just stays for whatever they'll get. No, no, no. The, the word on the street is they didn't want him back because he was too old. They were like, we're ready to move on. They were, they were planning on him to retire after last year. That was the plan, and then he just didn't want to do it. And so well, Belichick not, was just like, the, who so does? Cam is the Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady's Brett Favre. No, Stidham would be Aaron Rodgers in this situation. Cam is just a random interloper who comes in. <laughs> wow. Former MVP. The deal for yeah, the former former MVP and you know the deal for Cam is incredible because he gets one year to prove himself. Right. And if he does Which is what he I, gets what forty million dollars probably next year. Well, he also his deal is pretty I mean, if he's successful, he's gets still gets paid a lot by the Patriots. Seven and a uh, half like, million dollars. That ain't nothing. Dak's gonna make that well, in two games for the Cowboys. Well, there's a lot of incentives built in. Though. So that's, that's the and max. It's seven and a half oh, million. He gets paid wow, the veterans minimum one million this season. Okay. With up to he can make up to seven and a half million. Now, there's still plenty of time for them to make some sort of signing. I mean, they could sign Ted Ginn Jr. for instance, who Devin Bunches. <laughs> Edelman. They should bring Steve. Did Nick Williams get a long-term contract with the Bills? Oh, there's one. Yeah. They should bring Steve Smith Sr. back into the league. Or if maybe the Bengals want to move a uh, aging A.J. Green. So I, I assume, you know what, I should have talked to my, my Patriots fan friend about this. He could have told me a lot more, could have been a lot Zach more knowledgeable. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's a Pats friend. Um, no, Chad, my, my friend Chad. Um, what's Darvin Adams doing these days? He probably has some time on his hands. He will be... <laughs> Go catch 100 balls for the past this year. The good news is if you get a healthy Cam Newton, he can do a whole lot with a, a whole little. Yeah. Darvin Adams is still playing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Call him up, that. Bill. Look at that. He actually won the Grey Cup last year, too. Now we're talking. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some stupid nonsense about basketball. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, and we're back at 21 minute and 37 second mark. The basketball tournament, which people found out about this week, tips off this weekend. I have a, I have one quick suggestion for the Patriots before we move completely on. They should sign Nick Marshall at DB so we can have our last uh, our three best. Uh, That'd be incredible. Last 10 years on it. So that would Same be uh, the the fourth Auburn quarterback in the league. The fourth. Yeah. John Franklin is still uh, oh, right. bouncing around with the Bucks. Oh, he, he could come on the team too and be a receiver, right? Is that what he's playing? I think yeah, he's, he's playing receiver. I like playing DB. I think he was playing DB and now he's a receiver. He is really fast. So the basketball tournament, um, there is a team called what a what an original name. Yeah, there's a team called War Tampa that has caught captured the Twitter hearts of Auburn Twitter. 
because they've got a lot of Auburn players on it, which they did on purpose for marketing reasons um, because that's how you get fans, and the only way to get in this tournament is to have the most fans. Like Basically, you sign a, you sign a uh, well, change.org petition to get people into the, into the basketball let's, tournament. Let's be clear. I think, I think that was masterminded by a former Auburn player. Sure. Uh, who who we uh, attempted to have on this pod, but uh, it didn't quite. Yeah, work he didn't out. show up. That's two former Auburn players, both on this team that we tried to have yeah. on the pod that didn't yeah. show up. Yeah. Some um, podcasts had me special guests. We're the only podcast brave enough to talk <laughs> complete rubbish about sports. Yeah. yeah. Go on. We can do what they can do: talk sports. They can't do what we do, which is do nothing. And just BS right. about soccer and cars. Well, that, that's what everybody comes here for. You come here for the Auburn talk, stay for the Captain Ron recaps. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so here's what we're playing. We, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> War Tampa, <laughs> Tampa plays House of Pain Saturday at 8 p.m. House of Pain, huh? But they're spelled like, yeah, like uh, champagne. T-A-G-N because it's a for, mostly former Illinois Illini team, I believe. Boo! Yeah, we get, this is a chance to shit talk somebody. I mean, we can't get to turn that down, are you? No, but I'll tell you this right now. This is my hot take. I don't want to see one roll of toilet paper thrown at Toomer's Corner <laughs> for a War Tampa win. I knew that was going to be your teased hot take earlier. I don't want to see <laughs> if they, it. What if they win the tournament? I, guys, it's not an Auburn with, team. Four, with four Auburn guys starting, what if they win the tournament? That would be like rolling the rolling Tumor's corner if Cam when Cam Newton won MVP of the league. He's not playing for what Auburn. If, he just used to play for Auburn. What if we won the Super Bowl? I still don't think you roll Tumor's corner if the Pats win the Super Bowl. Uh, we rolled Tumor's corner when Jason Duffner won the U.S. Open. We did? Yeah. Yes. They rolled Tumor's the last... They shouldn't to have presidential elections as well, which really that irks me because no one it, it pisses me yeah, off too. Bro. I don't care who wins presidential election. Auburn didn't yes, win it. Thank you. Chances are Auburn lost. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get real honest, guys, <sighs> War Tampa is not an Auburn team. Alan Green has no jurisdiction over War Tampa. <laughs> therefore, we do not roll Tumor's Corner. And Alan they Green they renamed themselves for us, though. That's true. Alan Green, our you know, DS, Director Sportif, he is in charge of all the sports. Now, also, it's more than just the four Auburn players involved. It's like 10 Auburn players involved, all told. Well, yeah, they keep, you count the boosters and the supporters, yeah. They keep getting these boosters and supporters. What are their roles? Are they giving money, buying uniforms, orange slices? That's, yeah, I think it's uh, financial sport. So is Mark is, well, is Marquise going to be at halftime with Capri Suns? I got <laughs> Team mom, girl, I'm, I, I am with you. I it does. I think because of where we the the circles of Auburn Twitter that we run in, it seems like everyone on Auburn Twitter is talking about this. But I think it's like a solid twenty people. I will root for them. <laughs> I hope that they win. I will watch the yeah. games. Yeah, I it's will. more people than y'all think because I mean, War Tampa was the number one team with fan support going well, into this. People I think, love Bryce Brown. Yeah. Yes. You you made a song. About I him. love Bryce Brown. I will root for him to shoot that thing from way downtown the whole time. I'm not making a song about War Tampa. 
what if Jared had actually been on the team? I still wouldn't make his. It'd be the same song. We are, yeah, you already made the song. <laughs> you gonna make a song about the Knicks though? God, the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. We should talk about we that did, too. Yeah, yeah. We did. Jared get Harper to talk was picked that. up by the Knicks. The Knicks, who are not in the bubble, so I um, he doesn't get to play anymore. Are a team that I described as possibly the worst franchise in sports. You're not wrong. I thought I thought about this the other day. My brother and I actually had this conversation day before yesterday. Are the Knicks the worst team in American professional sports? Because they are in the biggest market in the world. They have like it's the, isn't it, is yeah. New York the biggest city outside of uh, like. Some Asian cities. Well, LA like is bigger than New York. Is it? Yeah. No, there's more people in New York, nope. right? Nope. LA's number one. New York's number two. Chicago's number three. Houston is okay. number four. Well, anyway, it's it's the second biggest media market. Sure. And just market in general. And they have been no better than mediocre for 30 years. <laughs> like, Dude, it's, it's worse than you think. They continue to get such bad luck that, like, this past year, they should have had the number one pick in the draft. They got Zion. They got the third pick in the draft and got R.J. Barrett. They continue oh, to make who can't shoot. They continue to make the worst decisions, like trading Kristaps Porzingis to the Mavericks for a first round pick that they used on R.J. Barrett. Oh. And then also they got uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who is Basura. Like it's, it is. Um, you look at their draft history, it is trash. Oh, it's really bad. And like, really bad. It is harder statistically in the NBA where eight teams make the playoffs from the hapless East. It is harder to make, to, to miss the playoffs as many times as they have and to be as bad as they've been than it is to are win the, the championship mathematically. Over the last 30 years, are the New Jersey slash Brooklyn Nets a better franchise? They made more I mean, finals. They are right now, for sure. They made two finals with Jason Kidd. They, um, how embarrassing! They they got pretty good with Deron Williams that one year, and then it all went to pot. No, well, they've got a pretty good team. They've been pretty bad. That's tough comp because the Jet the Nets have been horrible. I mean, they're but they're but just, now they're when you think good. of the Nets, you're like, Bleh. I mean, right? The Knicks. Used to be the Knicks. I mean, I when I was alive, there were good Knicks teams. They're, they never were... won a finals. No, no. Not since we've been alive. No. Their last finals was in the 70s, man. How crazy is that for the for New York City to not wasn't win a Phil championship? Ja- wasn't Phil Jackson on their last finals team? That's probably right. That... Oh, my God. The Knicks, Phil, the Knicks. Phil Jackson's knocking on death's door, guys. So that tells you how long ago it was. Ryan. Let's put it in perspective for you. Imagine there were to be a school that had every advantage from a financial standpoint, from a uh, recruiting standpoint. It's a state school, so it's the university of the state. It has kids. The university. It has kids who grow up wanting to go to this school. It's got cool colors. It has a history, and it hasn't won a title in thirty years. Oh, that sounds like Liverpool Football Club. Or hang on, hang on, hang on. What about <laughs> if they hadn't won a title in forty? Forty years. years. That's what I meant. Yeah, it had one title okay. in forty years. That sounds, that sounds like sounds like a school I'm familiar the with. The University of Georgia, who are oh. the New York Knicks. <laughs> wow. Okay. George is the Knicks. All right. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Because 
Except that Georgia's had more competitive years. They just can't right. ever win titles. They've won their conference before as well. A, Georgia has. That's got to be the title of the podcast. Georgia's the Knicks. Is Georgia the Knicks? Uh, it would be like uh, Man United not uh, winning a title for 30 years. And being one of the worst teams in the league for a while. Yeah, lot of right, 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 right. Like barely surviving relegation every year or possibly being relegated. Jeez. Hmm. Jeez. Poor Jared Harper going to the Knicks. Now, look, no, hey, not poor Jared Harper. This is this is my take on that. Keep catching them. This checks, is Jared. a chance for him to create his own destiny. That this just means Jared Harper's probably going to get uh, to play, and, and uh, could could shine on a really bad team. And it's a one year so, deal, so yeah. the good chance is he gets in the game. Maybe he has a couple of games where he scores like twenty in a game or something crazy like that, and so someone else picks him up. A team that actually isn't yeah. run by. So my crazy my people. understanding is this is just a continuation of the deal he was already on. Correct. Right? It's a still a two way contract. But um, because the Knicks don't play the remainder of the year, theoretically he's a free agent or something at the end of the league year. But they it's restricted. But they right? hold his right. rights. They, they hold his rights. So he will probably still be that's, in the Knicks next year. That's weird. That's weird that the Suns wouldn't want to hold on to that. I think the Suns have too many guards. Yeah. So the Suns were doing Jared a favor in their mind, almost. Right, right. That that's what it, that's what I felt like was happening there when they cut him. That meant somebody else could pick him up. Right. Uh, man, it would be it would be amazing. It would be more amazing if Jared Harper starts for the New York Knicks than if Cam Newton starts for the Patriots. Hundred percent more amazing. Oh yeah, because the, the a, Knicks have a returning a, starting starter at point guard, Frank Intalinka. In Intalinka, I said that wrong. But all it takes is for him to have a night off, theoretically. So you're right? thinking you're I mean, thinking like a Lynn Sanity situation could happen with yeah. Harper. Yeah, man. When yeah. that's your claim to fame for the last <laughs> Lynn Sanity <laughs> and wasting Carmelo good. Anthony. You wasted Carmelo Look, Anthony for Jared, years. Yeah, yeah. And, and wasting Kristaps and yeah, Derek Rose was there. Yeah, he not, was there not, for a hot minute. Not peak performance, Derek Rose, but oh, and then there was a uh, Oakley get thrown out of a game. Oh yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, that was a highlight. Of their they decade, had a bunch probably. of dudes that they that they claimed were lousy and couldn't play anymore, and they shipped them off to the Cavs. And the next year they won the title. With oh yeah, that's right. Ner- uh, Nerlens, uh, or not? Not Nerlens. J.R. Smith. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Shumpert. Iman, Sh- Iman Shumpert. Yeah, won the title with with LeBron after the Knicks like, said these dudes can't play. It was like two years after they left the Knicks, right? Unbelievable. They made the finals, right? With I don't remember how that worked out, but they made the finals that first year. And lo- yeah, and lost the Golden State, and then won the next. We lost Josh Dub, by the way, with all this NBA talk. But I don't care. I love talking ball. <laughs> We're gonna bring him back though with our 2010. We we had a request from uh, listener Murph uh, to talk about the uh, Jared to the Knicks situation. So Sweet. that's for you, Murph. Yeah. Can I interest you in uh, Joe Johnson playing in TBT? I saw Basketball Joe. Jesus. <laughs> that's what that's what uh, Kevin Garnett called him. We played for the Nets with Joe Johnson. Oh. I had no idea he was still playing professional basketball. I remember him playing for the Hawks. He's a, a walking long time ago. bucket. Oh, we didn't talk about um, Ryan Vince Carter retiring as a Hawk. 
How's that? How's that? How's it feel? Last bucket as a hog. You think he'll wear a? He'll go into the Hall of Fame as a hog. As far as I'm concerned. Hall of Fame as a hawk. He's got to be a, a raptor. That's the only... I hope that the hawks retire his jersey. <laughs> That's a very hawk thing to do. Should. Because Why he'll not? make the Hall of Fame, and the hawk will say, hey, we retire all of our Hall of Famers jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> like him and Pistol Pete. I can't think of who else is retired up there. Uh, I think Matumbo's retired. Oh, right. <laughs> and, uh, and Neek. No, no, Neek, no. Obviously. That's my Dikim and Matumbo. No, no, no. I think that's a cookie monster. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same boy. So we're doing a segment on the show called This Week in 2010, in which we read read a headline or an article from, I'm using the Opelik Auburn News, from this week in 2010, because we didn't know what was going to happen 10 years ago. If you don't know, this is the 10-year anniversary of Auburn's last AP National Championship. BCS National Championship. Um, and so we're going to be celebrating that probably on the website the whole year. We'll yeah. probably take some flack from, from some fans of teams who have won one more recently than that. But hey, that's guess what? 30 years there's more recently more, than Georgia has. There's more teams. Yeah. Well, there's more teams that have not won one right. in that 10 year time. And it was such an incredible year. And so it bears remembering. Sure. There was just so much weird stuff that happened in 2010 that we can like. Like, super weird stuff. And a lot of these games were skin-of-their-teeth games. More than we like to think. We want to think about national championship teams as, like, dominating the whole season. Auburn didn't dominate most of these games. I mean, I'm pretty sure Cam just dusted, you know, the likes of Mississippi State and Kentucky. Nope. <laughs> so, we're going to, really quick, Ryan, what did you, you had a, um, some stuff in the show notes. Do you want to go over those real quick? So, are, are you want to talk about specifically this week in headlines or just the preseason in general? How do you want to do this? Well, do preseason in general, then I'll get specific in headlines. Okay. So, if you don't remember, you know, Auburn was ranked, but just barely going into 2010. They were 22nd in the AP poll, 23rd in the coaches poll, mainly on that senior heavy offensive line. And the end um, of the 2009 season, when, when yeah. we looked really good against Alabama. Yeah, they, they put up a good fight against Bama. They won uh, the whatever bowl. Outback Bowl, the uh, the marathon. Yes. Uh, where, where the guys in the Josh Bynes played, what, 120 snaps or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, so, i tell you what, let's let's look at Wasn't the... Wasn't Frank... What was the name of the quarterback for Northwestern? It was like Kafka. Kafka. He was the ugliest guy. He, all, yeah, he was the teams, uh, the Scotty Pippen All Stars of the ugliest players of all time. <laughs> the, Pop, the Popeye Jones All Stars. He was on that team. Here, let, let's let's do this. Let's see if you can name all of the preseason All SEC guys from Auburn in 2010. Lee Zimba, and that's it. That's it. You uh, you named them all. Okay, perfect. I was just thinking like. Because no one knew who Nick Fairley was. Uh, Apparently I missed one. Hang on. Still looking. Josh Bynes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Again. Okay. A veteran left tackle. and uh, Josh Bynes played in the league for a while. What's that? Josh Bynes played in the league for a while. I think he still still is, isn't he? Well, not according to you, who said Cam Newton was the only (laughs) player on the team in the league. On offense. On offense. Josh Black played in the league for a while. Yeah. Is that what I heard? Josh Bynes. Yes, definitely. 
No, Josh Bynes did play in the league for a while. Is like he said, still I think he's in the league? Still in the league. Yeah. He was the starting uh he, he started for the uh Baltimore Ravens there for a good little bit. Yeah, I think. Uh he was the Ravens from eleven to fourteen and then last year as well. Nice. All right, in June yeah. this is my two thousand ten on June twenty fifth, which was five days ago when we're recording this. Andrew Rubel, former writer at the OA News, shout out to him. He was a good one. Wrote an article ranking Auburn sports from top to bottom. Hmm. So top ten list of sports from the bottom. Was basketball number one? No, no. Oh, oh. Swimming and diving was number one. Well, who was because they finished first in the SEC and sixth at the NCAA's. Ryan, back in the day, Auburn used to be dominant, dominant. In swimming and diving. Absolutely dominant. Equestrian, Equestrian was number two. They won the Southern Equestrian Championship and second place in the national championship. Baseball was number three. They won the division and advanced to an NCAA regional. Man. Women's track was fourth because they finished 12th in the NCAAs. Hmm. Women's swimming and diving was fifth. Women's golf was sixth. Lowly old football was seventh after finishing eight and five in 09, tied for fourth in the West. Mm. Men's cross country was eight. Men's tennis ninth. Men's track tenth. Softball eleventh. Where's basketball? Soccer was twelfth. Gymnastics thirteenth. Men's golf fourteenth. Women's basketball, who advanced to the second round of the SEC tournament. Was 15th. Volleyball was 16th. Ten, women's tennis 17th. Men's basketball 18th. After well, a fifth place finish in the West and a first round exit in the SEC tournament. Yeah, that, that'll happen when in the same year you fire your coach. Women's so, cross country that. finished 19th. Did not qualify. Didn't you say this was a top 10 list? Well, he says no, just... top to bottom. My bad. Okay. So what's funny about that is, again, he ranked football eighth on campus. Um, nobody thought football was going to be anything. Um, and I'm looking here at the headlines for the rest of the week. There's hardly anything about football. Oh, here's one that might have been prescient. Auburn spent most in football. Most on football in the SEC, second most in the nation in 2009. Were they, uh, was there a $180,000 check on there? I don't know. Jacking up the price? Auburn spent $2 million almost more than the Alabama Crimson Tide hmm. last year, 2009. Well, there, there we go. And that $2 million helped them get... Went right into the pocket or into the coffers of the... Uh, what church is it? Cecil Newton Church Fund. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What I hope it did. I hope that church ruined the joke. I hope that church is like this biggest church of the Highlands right now. I hope they got gold, gold walls, gold <laughs> yeah. embossed everything. And then there was a big July first. The article headline: Seven of Auburn's twelve opponents in 2010 will face FCS teams the week before playing Auburn. Oh. People were not happy about that. I remember that. People were not happy about the fact that we were going to lose a bunch of games because teams got to rest up 
the week before playing Auburn. Wasn't that a common Bama complaint for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Guys. I, well, no, they're, they used to – well, yes, it was. There's they used one to, guy on they this complain pod. about us when we were have an off week before them and they would yeah. play someone, and I always said I would rather play. Yeah. I'd rather play that FCS team than, than not play. I, guys, I, only one person that I know thought we had a chance of winning the national title in 2010. It was Chief. And I didn't know him at that point, but he claims yeah, no, that he yeah. called it an eight-eight game. No, I didn't call it an eight-eight. I it, it was literally uh, it, it was either a week or two before the season started um, is when I when I claimed I, I, I saw the potential there, but no, I did not at eight-eight, but not. There's no, there's no way I walked out of eight-eight thinking, "Yep, we got this." In July yeah. 2010, Cam didn't look great in eight-eight, did he? He was pretty uh, he good. Did, he didn't play a lot. Yeah, he threw the ball like five times or something like that. In July of 2010, we, uh, I was definitely watching more Trevon Reed highlights than Cam Newton highlights. Yeah, in July, I, I, I don't, I, I was not there yet. I had not talked myself into it. I think in July I was still uh, following the Braves. I thought, oh my gosh, a sophomore Trevon Reed. And a and a senior Cam Newton next year in 2011, maybe that team would have a shot. I had not. Yeah, how, would have, how are they going to replace Chris Todd though? I mean, that record-breaking quarterback from 2009. <laughs> well, that I thought. I, I thought of that. I was like, okay, so Chris Todd. That's can do how that, I talked myself okay. into That's that's how I talked myself into it. I said we look good in a lot of games in 09. We almost beat Alabama, who won the national championship. We just upgraded quarterbacks. I didn't lose a ton of. I mean, were you convinced that we were upgrading quarterbacks though? That's the yes, one hundred percent. What? Are you crazy? Without without ever seeing Cam play, I had seen him play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew we were upgrading quarterbacks too, just because Chris Todd couldn't throw. Yeah, everyone knew we were upgrading but quarterbacks. Right? I'm I'm just saying he literally was setting passing records for Auburn in, in 2009. Did you see? Everyone knew did y'all see Ferg- Justin Ferguson's tweet about meeting Pat Dye in the press box in 2010? I think it was Justin Ferguson. I might I might be giving Ferg credit for something that he didn't tweet. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that'd be surprising because that's he's only too early. A year older than me, I think. I can't remember who it was. He would have been in high school. But someone said that they Pat Dye. They all stood around Pat Dye in the at a day 2010. And one guy asked him who he thought the starting quarterback was going to be. And he apparently just goes, shit, and like walked away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you guys are idiots yeah, if y'all perfect. think this is really a, co- a competition. Yeah, no, no, that's that's the thing. I think that may be where Ryan's uh, coming from this. Look, too, I was is, 15. I wasn't in any message board. Right, or, right. But no, Chizik. Yeah. Chizik uh, acted like it kept, was a competition. They kept it they pretty kept close the to the best. competition going. Yeah, they didn't. Like, they didn't announce Cam the starter until. But uh, I knew. Ball practice. I, knew, I might have still been on Team Cody to be honest. Oh boy. I knew. See, oh my God. <laughs> I, I knew seeing Cam. What little we saw at a day of Cam, I knew it wasn't a real competition. I told everyone that that um, because there were like when I was laying out my case for us winning a national championship, there were people like, well, he he didn't win the job outright until such, I'm like until no, July no, no. or August. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it, it was right. It, that was uh, not. I'll be no, honest. I was right more excited about adding Michael Dyer than Cam Newton 
No, in the summer. I was upset we didn't get Lake Seastrunk. I thought we got third out of the three. I was mad about that. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the way I laid it out, Ryan, in my head and to some people at work, we had seen Chris strangers. Todd just not be strangers good. Just yelling at him in the line at Kroger. You guys yeah. don't understand. <laughs> we, we had... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just sidewalk profit. She's sitting there with, seen, a, with a placard. Auburn will win this year. We had seen Chris Todd, and he was not good a year before. And then all of a sudden, he set records. So I knew we were upgrading our quarterbacks. I knew it. Do you think that everybody on the team knew that Cam was the starter? Yes, or do 100%. You think that Chiz yeah, I mean, I'm sure the guys that were playing against him knew in well, practice. Well, because that's the thing. Like, you would have thought you think, that it would have You think Barrett Trotter was like, well, I, I got this. this. <laughs> I think. No, there's there's no way anybody on that team in practice saw him and did Stood not know he was to him and was like, yeah, but this guy is a giant. I mean, if if he hadn't have been the starter, there's no way those guys trust Gene Chizik or any of the other coaches Ever again. 2,000 years ago, we would have made him king just because the way he looked. <laughs> like, well, he's gigantic. I guess he's the king. Uh, I'll be honest. In July of 2010, I was way more focused on rookie Jason Hayward being the best player in the Braves. Uh, um, you were 15. And it turned out great, 65. didn't it? Yeah, wonderful. I mean, I was fine, I suppose. I mean, he didn't win us anything. Anyway, no. uh, the... Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I did not, it really happened like I, over time, but it was really just one night at work. I was like, I, we were just talking about the season and I just, and this was in August. It had to have been in August, probably only a few days before the season. It hit me. I'm like, we're going to, we're going to do it. And I just started telling people to book their trips to, uh, um, Glendale, uh, and, Wow. I wish I if I still had my phone from then, and I probably do somewhere around here, I'd know I told my buddy Ronaldo to, to we should just book our flights to Glendale. Um and um Yeah. And we did. We we ended up seeing the game together. So guys let's flip the, you know flip what, the ball what's funny about what that? did you guys expect about the defense going into the year though? Well to be hundred percent honest, Ryan. I couldn't have named you one player on the defense besides Josh Pines, number one. Nick Fairley. I, I could have named But But go, going into 2010, though. Number two. Nick Fairley was a non In July yeah, of 2010? In July of 2010, Auburn, uh, I mean, LeBron James decided to go play for the Miami Heat on a television special. <laughs> that's right. And that's all I cared about. I could not stop talking about how wild that was. But right. when I did think about Auburn football, besides thinking about taking my talents to South Beach, I I did not know anything about the defense. I assumed the defense would be good because of Chizik. And I knew jo- yeah. and I thought Josh Bynes was really good. And people were yeah, talking I, about Nick Fairley. And there were articles and stuff about how he right. took plays off the year before, but they're going yeah, to Yeah, Rocker, him. Rocker, uh, yeah, we yeah. talk about. Basically, it was pretty uh, straight up when talking to the beat writers about Fairley and how he could improve. We basically said I mean, like he, he, he wasn't even money. the biggest name on the defensive line, though. I mean, I think it was uh, Antoine Carter was Hot supposed point. to be the. And Nosa, uh, Nosa, Nosa was on that line as well. Uh, I think he was a redshirt. Antoine you know, Carter yeah. was one of the last players that I remember 
covering the recruiting of when I was an intern at Inside the Auburn Tigers. And he was, so I still knew him only because, so like all the seniors, Lizzie Amber, Ryan Pugh, those guys, I knew all those guys because I covered their recruiting when I was an mm. intern. But back when I cared a lot about recruiting. But like, and all I remember about Hot Boy Carter was he had Hot Boy tattooed on his face. And he was this <laughs> incredible talent. But then like, he really wasn't, he didn't really let meet like meet the expectations of his recruiting ranking, if I remember correctly. He was a pretty high, highly ranked, ranked recruit. But he indeed he saved the season. But though. he saved the season. Yeah, I mean, it's all worth it at that point, isn't it? He reminded me a lot of Marquise Gunn in that he was kind of just like a a player I'm, I'm count someone on. who I'm someone who liked Nico Thorpe. I like Nico Thorpe too. I thought this. Um, I thought the twenty. He's still in the league, so apparently his, there was his out, there. his his game against Alabama was damn near perfect, and he he just got uh, pick played to death down the field at the end. Um, I thought twenty ten got blamed for it. Oh nine and two thousand ten had pretty decent. I think oh eight oh nine and twenty ten all had good DBs. He was matched up against Julio. Yeah, so I, it doesn't matter who you're going to have against right. Julio in college. Like it's it's not going to work. Or in the NFL. Yeah, he did it. He did a great job uh, against Julio in that 09 game until yeah. the he got those picks there at the end. The stupid pick plays. Um, but yeah, uh, to Charvin Bell also uh, was a name. Well, I was Zach Etheridge. Yeah, I, well, Zach Etheridge right? didn't I play, was, did he? Yeah. So that's did he get hurt in 2010? He got hurt in 2009. Right. Yeah, yeah, he played and the full year back. in 2010. Yeah, came back in 10, played the whole year. I was way more into recruiting back then, too. Um, yeah, so. as was I. That's why I watched a lot of Trevon Reed highlight videos. Yeah. Um, and I was convinced that, like, Gus Malzahn was going to just destroy the league with Trevon Reed at Wildcat quarterback. Because <laughs> he had said, we're going to use him at Wildcat, which they did against Clemson for, like, two plays. Because I think he got hurt in practice, like in preseason practice. And then they used him in a couple of, like in basically just the Clemson game. And then they just redshirted him. Hmm. I'm probably wrong. James Jones is probably mad at me. But I'm pretty sure that's it. That he basically had, he basically played one game. Teron Reed had two rushes for eight yards, no catches in 2010. Yeah, and they are both out of the Wildcat against Clemson. And I think that was it. They were like, look, that sounds right. it's not worth yeah. burning his red shirt for this. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, both against Clemson. I was at that game. I've seen, I saw Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, and RG3 live and in color. <laughs> I'll say right now, Cam Newton was better than all three of them. Yeah. I, I, Cam Newton, we've, talked about this a little before but i didn't know he was going to be the best quarterback we'd ever seen or anyone had ever seen but um he was uh i i just knew he was going to be good i like my thoughts were oh this guy's just like dante culpepper man that that's literally all (laughs) all and yeah sort of (laughs) i remember Uh, calling him i called him football lebron from like the first game I was like, he's just a better athlete than everybody else. If yeah, he can ever figure out the other stuff, because he's the best, biggest athlete on the field. 
All right, Ryan, what else was Phil Steele saying? Uh, I, th- I think he was decently high on Cam. Um, like, I, mean, I think he called him a playmaker and his uh, difference maker in his preseason articles. Um, I couldn't actually pull up the actual Phil Steele uh, magazine from that year, but I'm reading people talking about it. Um, You've got a yeah. quote from Jay Coulter. Is he any relation to Ann Coulter? Uh, not favorite, so sure about that. Chief's favorite conservative thinker. Yeah, so so Jay Coulter on Cam. He's he was, not on anymore, uh, so you can't defend. I think he was talking on Team Speed Kills. And I guess here, here's his quote on Cam. It's their expectations, but mostly Auburn fans just don't know a lot about them. With spring practice closed and Newton only getting a few snaps in A Day, fans are optimistic, but they really have no idea how it'll turn out. Coaching staff is apparently impressed. He beat out two guys that have been in the program for a while. He's been getting a lot of publicity in the offseason from the likes of Phil Steele, who seems to believe he'll be a difference maker. He's got the pedigree, but it's time for him to actually perform. Yeah. So Phil Steele, always right, is what you just – that's basically <laughs> – we should all just not even play the season just let him decide. All right, well, I don't know where Chief is, but we will wrap it up here because we've been talking for 55 minutes. And this was a good one. I think it was a pretty decent pod. What do you guys think? So, so do know. we want to do this each week? See, like what the what the news articles were about Auburn. Yeah, we produced the show Which right here on the on the air. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Let us know if you hate it at College and Mag. Say, hey, I hate it, and then send us a picture of a Lisa Frank journal. As long as you're listening. All right. Thank you. Adios. Bonus. <laughs>